presented by Pharma. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalan. It's Wednesday. President Joe Biden heads down to Florida, and Elon Musk might actually be taking over Twitter. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. President Joe Biden will arrive this afternoon in Fort Myers, Florida, where he'll survey the damage from Hurricane Ian via helicopter and then receive a briefing on disaster response and recovery efforts from state and local officials. That's including one of his most bitter political rivals, Governor Ron DeSantis. Biden recently described the flights DeSantis arranged to transport Venezuelan migrants from Texas to Massachusetts as reckless and un-American. Partisanship has roiled relations in recent years between the White House and governors of the opposite party when it comes to federal aid for states. Hugging Barack Obama damaged Governor Chris Christie's career in GOP politics, and it killed Governor Charlie Chris, so much so that he's now a Democrat running against DeSantis. The Donald Trump era brought what you could call a new twist to federal-state relations when the former president repeatedly threatened to punish blue states and withhold aid from governors he didn't like. So it's not unusual that the press has been on high alert for a Biden-DeSantis throwdown since before Hurricane Ian even landed on Florida's southwest coast. But so far, it hasn't come. The president and the governor have talked on the phone several times. They've complimented each other. For the playbook author, Gary Finout calls it a rare moment of bipartisan calm in his preview from Tallahassee that you can check out in today's playbook. So what explains the detente? Especially the mature reaction from DeSantis, who's defined himself by his own own-the-libs style of politics. For one, the Obama-era spats were substantively different. Christie sided with Obama and his state against House Republicans over a $60 billion aid package. Christ welcomed Obama to Florida on a trip promoting the 2009 stimulus plan that every Washington Republican opposed. In both cases, moderate Republican governors were already viewed skeptically by conservatives. DeSantis does not have that problem. His enormous popularity on the right makes it easy for him to unapologetically embrace federal aid for Florida and welcome, though probably not embrace, Biden. Unlike the stimulus or the Sandy aid package, there is no congressional GOP course condemning the hurricane relief money. On Biden's side, the smooth relationship is no surprise. He relishes most opportunities for bipartisanship and has never exhibited a Trumpian interest in playing red-blue politics with disaster funds. No doubt, the two men will undoubtedly be back to roughing each other up in the coming weeks, said Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre back on Tuesday. There will be plenty of time to just plenty of time to discuss differences between the president and the governor. Uh, and but now is not the time. It looks as though Elon Musk will go ahead with the $44 billion purchase of Twitter that he first proposed back in April. Recall that Musk tried to abandon the deal weeks later and soon found himself in messy litigation with the company. The judge in the case has ruled against Musk at nearly every turn. And with the deposition and trial looming, Musk appears to have reversed course yet again. It's worth noting that Twitter is enormously consequential to American politics and media, and the takeover by Musk will have major implications. He's such a micromanager that when Tesla was having production issues, he famously camped out on a factory floor to help solve assembly problems. Despite all of his tweets so far, we still don't know the full picture of what Musk plans for the platform. He has, however, made a few things clear. He wants former President Donald Trump back. 
Back in May, he called Twitter's decision to ban Trump after January 6th a morally bad decision and foolish in the extreme. He added, It alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He's also not inclined to tinker around the edges. Bloomberg, which broke the news Tuesday, noted that Musk has said he wants Twitter to be more like TikTok and WeChat, with many more highly engaged users. He's repeatedly criticized Twitter's content moderation decisions, making vague calls to transform it into an inclusive area for free speech. Musk offered no further clarity on his plans Tuesday, offering only this cryptic tweet. Buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. It's hard to know what exactly will change, but get ready for a lot of it and very soon. He could control the platform as soon as this weekend. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10.15 a.m. Eastern, the Bidens will leave the White House to travel to Fort Myers, Florida, arriving at 12.45. There will survey areas damaged by Hurricane Ian via helicopter. At 2 p.m., the Bidens will get a briefing from officials at Fisherman's Wharf on the response efforts and meet with affected small business owners and residents. At 3.15, Biden will deliver remarks, and at 4.40, the Bidens will leave Fort Myers, arriving back at the White House at 7.10. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 1.15 p.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will take part in a reproductive rights conversation at Central Connecticut State University. The Senate is out today. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough will be among those testifying at a Veterans Affairs Committee field hearing in Honolulu. The House is out today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Did you know the 340B program may be driving up costs for some patients? A new analysis finds average costs per prescription for a patient is more than 150% greater at 340B hospitals than at non-340B hospitals. That's a problem. It's time to fix the 340B program. Learn more at pharma.org slash 340B.